what do we really want tech to do for us? And where do the business opportunities lie when it comes to technology? To help us to explore the world of tech fraud and hacking a whole lot better, we have Jan Vermeulen on the line with us. Jan is the editor for mybroadband.co.za. Jan, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on. No worries. When it comes to uh, the way we see technology today, how have we evolved with the times and grown with technology? Well, uh, yeah, that's a that's a, a deep, interesting question because there's there's no doubt in my mind that platforms like Facebook, Twitter, even YouTube have fundamentally changed the way we interact. And and I don't just mean uh, you you know the, the the fact that we now use a computer to to talk to people that are you know perhaps geographically much further removed from us than than you know it used to be able to mm. to communicate with people at that speed. I mean it. it you know, it, it went from, you know, perhaps the letter that could take months to deliver by ship to telegraphs um, and then uh, to, to, to email and now social media. Uh, what I mean by that is that it's fundamentally changed the way we interact with one another. Um, and and for, for good or evil, um, these platforms just change the way we speak to one another. Yeah. Um, and, and one sees that especially in arguments. Um, when you tend to have two polarizing sides uh, shouting one another down, um, especially on a platform like Twitter. Um, Facebook, of course, uh, infamous for, for uh, creating echo chambers. So you, where, where Twitter is a, is a place um, where you might have uh, disagreement, uh, very, very animated disagreement, uh, Facebook is a place where you cultivate agreement because you, you tend to um, you know, uh, create a circle of friends uh, that would agree with you on on the platform uh, rather than rather than disagree with you. Um, so it's 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 an interesting it's an interesting time and and honestly I don't think uh, any of us have it really figured out. Um, the platforms themselves clearly don't have it figured out. That's part of the the market cap knock uh, to Facebook. They've blamed um, the the general data protection uh, laws in the U- European Union, but part of it um, is also investors getting spooked by um, by Facebook's guidance um, and Facebook saying that it's going to be taking steps uh, to to deal um, with the problems on the platform, whether that's privacy, um, whether that's the quality of discourse. Um, and, and that that's going to cost money and time. Um, and, and investors were, were quite spooked by that. Jan, I'm actually very glad that you started off on the point of interaction. Now, in your opinion, how has social media made us be more antisocial? Well, that's, um, I, I don't know that I agree with that statement, but it, it, um, in some ways it has, in some ways it hasn't. Obviously, it's in, uh, it hasn't made us more antisocial because um, we, we interact with far more, if you're active on social media, you interact with far more people and um, you, you have the opportunity to interact with a far more diverse set of people provided, this is the big one, they have internet access mm. um, and are able to afford the data costs to, to interact on those platforms. Um, uh, but still, the, the fact is you, um, you, you can interact with far more, uh, far more different people than, than you would have been able to um, you know, just 20 years ago. Um, but antisocial, um, and uh, I don't know if there's a better word for it, but, but certainly um, in this context, um, in, in the sense that um, we, we, it's, 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 been, uh, it's made the quality of the discourse in my not-so-humble opinion, poorer. 
Mm. Um, it's, uh, it would be very interesting to be able to measure that. Um, but uh, it certainly, it certainly uh, from, from uh, the, the, the kind of stuff that, that we see in media, the kind of interactions um, that you can go and look for yourself on Twitter, um, the, where, you know, in the past, perhaps um, one might have tried to find common ground and work from there um, and try to understand the differences um, that, that people might have on, on two sides of a debate. Um, it, it, it's, uh, you know, just two sides shouting at one another, um, refusing to budge, and, uh, and, the, the co- and, and people who seek common ground are, are just lumped with the enemy. Mm. Um, so it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's actually um, something that makes me quite sad uh, in, in that respect um, when it comes to the quality of interaction on some of these platforms. And, and Twitter in particular have said that, that, that they really want to try and address that. Obviously, they, they've had issues of harassment on the platform, and that's been a core issue for them to address, but also to deal with, um, like, one of the one of the problems they have is is these platforms being hijacked um, by uh, you know by interests, um, whether those interests are corporate or, or um, institutional or, or governmental, political, um, uh, to uh, to to push some some kind of agenda. In South Africa, we saw that with Bell Pottinger and um, White Monopoly Capital, for example. Um, the United States saw it with the uh, 2016 um, uh, presidential elections. And and so in dealing with these problems, they, they also, um, uh, you know, a two birds with one stone kind of thing, deal with the quality of the discourse and, and what kind of um, information gets bubbled to the top. And so Twitter um, in particular said that they're working on a way to get, uh, when people are looking for stuff about a particular topic, that subject matter experts get bubbled to the top of those searches, regardless of where they fall on a particular debate, um, regardless of the opinion that they hold, that that those um, voices tend to be prioritized over, you know, just a random one post wonder uh, egg account, um, as they're known. Um, and so it's, it's, a, it's a difficult problem to crack, um, but the, these platforms are um, at least are working on it. So just quickly, yes or no, you think that social media is not opening this door of people becoming antisocial, in your opinion, yes or no? No, I don't think it's making us antisocial, but I think it's, um, it's, it's um, making us less tolerant um, no. of, of opposing views, and I think it is, um, it, it, it is creating echo chambers. Um, so um, uh, you, you people tend to find others that they agree with, and they reinforce their existing biases instead of seeking out views that might challenge their own. I'm finding it very difficult to believe that because working in schools myself, um, going around certain areas, going to schools and seeing youngsters sitting in a circle and they basically chatting to each other, not verbally, but via their cell phones. We have lots of SMSs, WhatsApps, messages coming through via text. And sometimes it's very hurtful messages to hosts because people are finding it easy that they are able to hide behind their technology. But if we invite them to call us, they are finding it far more difficult to do that because it's easy for them to hide behind the technology, but it's not really easy for them to verbalize what they want to say, that you suck as a presenter, that, you right. as a radio station, you suck, but they're able yes. to do it by hiding behind the technology. Are we not yeah. seeing a lot of people hiding their true selves by 
sitting in a dark room somewhere and writing these hurtful messages and starting things such as cyberbullying. Right, um, and that's a that's a very good and very important point. So you definitely have that. Um, obviously, uh, I think we've we've both experienced that, um, where people um, basically hide from the accountability of what they have to say by by remaining anonymous or by or by uh, you know standing two steps away and going no, you can't call me to challenge me on this. Basically, mm. I'm going to say this thing on social media, but you are not allowed to challenge me on it. That is my view, and my opinion is sacred. You know, everybody's entitled to their opinion. Um, but, I mean, um, as, as uh, even our Constitution uh, points out, rights come with responsibilities. Yes, you have the freedom of expression. You have the right to freedom of speech. But um, th- that comes with uh, the ability for someone to disagree with you and challenge you. Um, and, and certainly we see that um, that effect on, on social media. It's a, it's a, it's a curious one, um, but I don't think it's unique to social media. There have always been people who are uncomfortable with conflict, but who are very comfortable at, uh, at giving their own um, inflammatory opinions yeah. and then kind of uh, run away when, when, when they get challenged. But the, the, the flip side of that is there are also many, many people who, as you say, find it very difficult um, to, to do what we're doing right now, which is just to speak, um, to, to articulate the words in their head and speak them um, on the fly. Uh, there, there are people, you know, who, who would get stage fright um, or, or some kind of other anxiety um, when they are required to, to, uh, to speak up. Mm-hmm. Um, and and um, what um, the internet has provided there as a, as a form of textual communication, obviously there's multimedia um, platforms now as well, like YouTube, where you can uh, pre-record a message and, and upload it, uh, that which is a, perhaps a different discussion. Um, but it's, it's enabled people who do have that kind of anxiety to also have a voice. Mm. And, and I've seen also people who have that kind of stage fright, who have that kind of anxiety, um, who are not afraid to have their opinions challenged. Um, and they're incredibly effective communicators through text. Through, through online interaction um, and are happy to debate an issue that way. But if you put them in front of a camera, if you put them on a phone, if you put them in a live debate, they shut down. Um, they, they're not nearly as effective. And so um, one does, it's a double-edged sword. One has to take the good with the bad there. Well, I say one has to take it, but I, I think that there, um, there is good and bad there. Um, and there are ways uh, that we're going to have to minimize the bad because unfortunately the internet has allowed those those bad elements to be amplified tremendously. Um, so, so where previously, um, you know, you might share an opinion and, and you might get flack from it from, from, you know, one or two people, it is now possible for someone to retweet that opinion, for example, expose it to an, to an audience without context, and suddenly you're getting flamed from thousands and thousands of people all over the world um, uh, you know, who just want to, who just want a good old uh, pile on, uh, because human beings are, you know, simple-minded creatures like that sometimes. We're chatting to the editor of uh, mybroadband.co.za, Jan Vermeulen, and we're talking about what we really want out of technology. And it is really extraordinary, um, Jan, how much financial fraud takes place at every level, and technology is making it so much easier for scamsters and criminals to get into my finances and your finances, everybody else's finances. Now, where is technology failing when it comes to eliminating financial fraud? 
So uh, in, in, in many places, unfortunately. So um, uh, I think a hacker would say, you know, show me any, so show me any system and I'll show you a way to break it. Um, and um, that's, you know, that's part of the, 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 the challenge of it. That's part of the love of it. Um, but um, then unfortunately you have uh, these, these uh, once again, bad elements who uh, do the exact same thing, but for nefarious purposes. And um, and so where where the the, the failings are um, is actually usually the human element. Um, so you can build the most secure system, but um, if there's a, a human interaction required, and right now there's no real way to get rid of that. Right? There's there's a human that has to input a password uh, or something to that effect, and so there's always a way for an attacker to exploit that to to um, either trick a human. Um, to give up their credentials um, and and you know usernames, passwords, pins, that sort of thing, um, and then um, basically masquerade as that user in the system, um, uh, uh, or you know um, find other technical weaknesses. So it's it's not just that um, that there there might be bugs and and other security flaws in a system. Um, it, the 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 element um, that especially financial fraudsters. Um, typically attack, uh, typically attack um, from from the data I've seen, uh, are humans. Uh, they, you know, through phishing attacks, they 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 uh, try to trick you into giving up your banking password, and then um, to do the SIM swap fraud, um, they would either you know find a person on the inside to extort, or you know they they might cozy up to to someone at a cell phone shop and and uh, look over their shoulder as they're typing a password so that they can get their password so that they you know can do a fraudulent sim swap um and so um yeah it's uh, it's it's it might not be um so so to answer your question directly where technology is failing us i guess is saving us from ourselves really mm. Jan, before we end off, when it comes to technology today, it seems like we are very spoiled for choice. If we look at our cell phones, for example, we are able to do so much more with it than what it was once intended for. Before, it was just a thing that you can take a or make a phone call with on the move. Now, what do we really want out of technology? And that comes to the crux of the theme of this conversation. That's why I asked to speak to you. What do we really want out of technology? Yeah, so that's actually a, 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 a difficult question for a techie like me to answer, but, uh, but <laughs> maybe maybe more for a psychologist. But if um, if I were to hazard a if I were to hazard a guess, I'd say you know like at its root, just something that makes our lives easier, mm. and and that the, the, those tend to be the killer features um, that uh, you know that that uh, sell cell phones. Um, mm. And and uh, and and not just make lives easier, but but also can make lives better. So a camera on a phone, for example, might not make your life easier, uh, except in the sense that you no longer have to carry around a compact camera to, to capture moments that you want to capture. You've got mm. it right in your pocket. Um, but it it certainly, uh, I would argue, makes people's lives better. And so that's why we now have cameras on our phones um, and, and why it's such a killer feature and, and why we have mobile internet connections right in our phones. Mm. It, um, it, it's something that makes people's lives better. And, and I think at a, that, that's essentially what we want from technology. We want something that's going to make our lives easier, going to make our lives better, um, going to improve the quality of our lives um, mm. and the people around us. Um, and uh, and 
um, that's that's what people have historically been been paying for is is that killer feature. Does it make my life better? Um, so yeah, I think that at its root is, is what people are looking for. Lastly, Jan, how how much more do you think our cell phones are still going to evolve? I was listening to someone the other day, and they said cell phones have basically everything beside the kitchen sink and uh, it's the truth we can make videos we can take pictures we can record good quality audio you can even download apps where you can do podcasts directly from your phone wherever you find yourself you have good uh, internet access you can broadcast live radio on the internet Um, how much more in your opinion do you think our cell phones are still going to evolve yeah, it all depends on the, the challenges we, we face as a, as a species going forward, I think. Um, mm. So whatever challenge comes up that a, that a piece of technology can, can solve, um, you know, as some, some innovator is going to come up with it. And if he can put that in a phone, then, then they will. Um, and uh, so, um, but that said, uh, still a lot to answer your question directly. Um, there's, uh, there's a, a lot of room for innovation still in, in, in uh, phones and incremental stuff like making batteries last longer, mm. um, making the internet connections faster, um, you know, making them less latent, um, you know, improving pin times and such. Um, but also, um, you know, making them um, more convenient to, to access. Yeah. Um, so we, we started seeing experiments like that, um, you know, with, with uh, uh, comfortable eyewear like Google Glass as opposed to heavy headsets. Um, but, um, you know, eventually to the point where maybe they're, they're more integrated into what we wear um, and, and into our bodies even perhaps um, than, than having to fish something out of your pocket. And, and so, we, you know, we're starting to see that evolution with wearables. Um, so, I, you know, I, for example, don't have to fish my phone out of my pocket to see an SMS or a message, a WhatsApp that's just come in. I can just look at my wrist uh, and quickly decide whether I need to deal with it immediately or not. Um, and, uh, and so we'll see, um, I think, more evolutions like that, things that make it so that it's, it's um, even less cumbersome to use. Not that it's cumbersome right now. That's the whole point, right? That's why we love them and why we use them. Um, so make them... So, so there's there's a there's a lot I think um, that's still going to happen, and I think uh, like now if we look back 20 years at where the mobile phone has come from, in 20 years' time if we look back, um, the the, uh, the the cell phones that we have right now might look like you know those old sling phone normal uh style <laughs> things that, that were used on farms. Um, back in the day, well, everywhere, not just farms back in the day, but, but everywhere. So the, um, I think it, it's surprising what a, what a difference, um, you know, 10 or 20 years can make um, in, in the world of technology. So there's, yeah, uh, there's a lot, a, a lot of, a lot still to come.